should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we were told there would be cake. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Benedict, a sentient AI who has trapped us here to torment us with a series of tests it thinks we are doomed to fail. Benedict! <laughs> it's a portal joke. It's a video game. Some people will get it. Benedict, what's your favorite soda flavor? Uh, I know you don't drink soda terribly often. It's not your go-to. But if you had to pick one, what do you go Uh, for? I like uh, probably ginger ale, honestly. That's my... If I had to pick one. You're a very ginger ale kind of person. Yeah, I know. That makes a lot of sense for you. Or just like like non-American Coke. Like those are the two that I would most often drink. non-American Coke. I've had it and I don't really see a huge difference. It's a little sweeter. That's because your palate has been ruined by years of having to drink American Coke. It's like the sweetness sticks on your tongue more or something. No, that's that's called sugar. I don't. Um, I drink Coke Zero, man. That's what I drink because I'm 32 now. And uh, I can't be drinking the regular Coke anymore. Regular sugar, yeah. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. What about you? Uh, If I had to pick a favorite, I'm a root beer guy. I have always loved root beer. Um, I love me a nice mug root beer or uh, uh, a dad's dad's root beer. Um, So I don't like root beer simply because, I think we've talked about this before maybe, but the root beer flavor, we don't really have root beer in the UK. Really? And... The flavor is... Oh, yeah, it's, is, like, based on, like, a, a root from the U.S., like, sarsaparilla. I don't know, it's sarsaparilla, yeah, though, is right, the answer. But we have the flavor, but the flavor, the only time we taste that flavor as British people is at the dentist when they give you something <laughs> to wash your mouth out at the end. They don't give you You're mint for some reason. It's like a root beer. <laughs> not with root beer, but with that same, like, something made from sarsaparilla. It's very weird. See, over here, all the dentist stuff and all that, it's always cherry. It's always cherry flavoring. And yeah. I hate that because that's what I had as a child. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> okay. Good Fun stuff. cultural differences with Kevin and Benedict. <laughs> Anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know what it is we do here on this program. Huh? Do you? I do. do you? Okay, yeah, no, good, I, good, yeah, good. Yeah, Some yeah. folks, no, I'm, I'm folks yeah. who have never enjoyed a nice frosty A&W root beer, uh, they might not know what it is exactly we do here. And to them I would say, this is the show where we go deep, 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 to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative literature, and in between, taking a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Start us off, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? I do, yeah. I, so I was just at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they now have a, uh, it was Whole Foods, because, you know. Because you're booty. I am who I am, yep. You know, um, now look, I, honestly, these days, uh, Whole Foods, ha- it's not something for, like, ordinary working class people to shop. It's still too expensive for that. Yeah. But I do say, like, when I lived above a Whole Foods in D.C., because um, you're bougie. Because I'm bougie. Uh, it was all on student loans. My student loans were paying for that apartment. <laughs> uh, everything. Uh, but there, it seems like their produce prices are bad. If you're not getting like the bagged lettuce or anything like that, just like yeah. the produce prices 
seem to be better than most of the grocery stores around. So the produce is generally fine. If you're trying to buy like meat or fish or whatever, like any kind of protein that's mm. not in a can, it's expensive. Like mm. it, like Trader Joe's is like half the Except price. Except that frozen bagged salmon they have, which is actually a really yeah, good deal. Yeah, which is fine. That's also a good deal. Yeah, anything, anything like pre-processed or, yeah. but like any fresh meat. Oh, their or meat aisle is a or, fucking crime, yeah. how ridiculous yeah. those prices are. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's not the hot take. The hot take is the... They now have introduced, it's the first time I've seen it, so I was I was aghast in the grocery store, mm-hmm. palm scanners to pay. I've, I've had that at the one over where I live now. Yeah, I've seen that. Kevin, that I hate that. the first time? It's the first time in, in this Whole Foods, I guess, that I've noticed it. <laughs> I've I never that. used it, and I'm never going to. Why am I scanning my palm Look, to pay? No. You and I regularly talk about people who think that that is the sign of the beast. We talk yeah. about that all the <laughs> That's time. That's true. Oh, no. Am I one of those people? <laughs> oh, no. I am become Alex Jones, conspiratorial general. <laughs> Alex Jones, destroyer of cucks, I guess. No, that's Owen Troyer. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, that's so weird, it seems. Because I saw it, and I just went, my mind immediately went, oh, the right's going to say this is a sign of the beast. They're going to they're gonna say that Amazon is, is the devil or Jeff Bezos. Oh, wait, no, they already think that's Barack Obama. <laughs> that was like the thought train I went on when I saw that at the Whole Foods. Uh, but, yeah, it is we- Nobody wants it. Why would anyone want it? It used to have just like uh, I think a thing where you. Well, could, like, I just scan yeah, I don't know phone. how it works. Do you? Yeah, yeah. That 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 has that's okay. I'm okay with that. Like if I if my credit card is linked to my Prime account, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But like I don't want my palm to be linked to my Prime account. That Me is, either. That's scary times. Yeah. No. Not not. I, it's I don't like, like that the tweet fact that, that went viral. Parents, I don't like the fact that my parents had me fingerprinted as a kid, and now the government has that. Yeah. I don't want Amazon having any Ooh, fucking. We're part like of real my... close to conspiracy territory. Like I could see like a, 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 a sequence of like five events happens, and we're doing a new Infowars show. I could see that <laughs> happening. No, we're not far away. <laughs> oh, if it, I guarantee to you in like five years there will be uh, a daily beast headline that uh amazon is giving palm scan data to the government like when the next fascist dictator takes over that'll definitely be the way uh we're all going to be rounded up is amazon well it's like it's like that tweet that was like uh 2016 like oh it's so cool i can get free delivery on my groceries 2026 please return to your prime bed to <laughs> to enjoy your nightly prime meal. Oh uh, like, yeah, that was is, a great it does feel like Black that. Mirror. You're correct. Yeah, it, it does was... feel like that. <laughs> anyway, hot take from you. Um uh uh Daniel uh Kal- what's his last name? Daniel Kalua. Kalua's great. That's my no, that's not my hot take. Uh you just made me think about that Black Mirror episode. Oh, okay. Have you seen the new season yet by the way? No, I honestly I've never really watched the whole show. I'm not like I th- I'm not into it. I, I'm a sci-fi guy, so I love it. I thought it was pretty yeah. great. Um, um, it's too soon for me to do spoilers. I can't talk about it. Never mind. I'll move on. My hot take. Okay. Um, I uh, am sincerely worried for Twitter. Okay. For Twitter. Yeah. Obviously, I've been worried for Twitter for uh-huh. a long time since Elon Musk took over. Um, but I am, with every passing day, more and more concerned that Twitter is – that he is actively using Twitter um, – to push a fascist agenda like it's been pretty apparent from the beginning that that was happening but you and i have been texting because uh uh i came across uh one underscore ben collins uh on twitter who put out a couple weeks ago now he kept tweeting for elon to answer his email Mm. um and so i texted that to you and i was like what is this this is weird 
Um, must have a big scoop or something. Um, and then it came out the other day, and what he has is the, he has Elon's text messages, and someone texted him an article from uh, The Revolver, uh, white supremacist Darren Beatty's website, um, basically with the game plan Elon has followed for Twitter, including blame the ADL and all that other shit. It's weird how Elon Musk appears to have just followed this game plan yeah, from a white supremacist website. I, Darren Beatty, people will moderate they, their language, appeared alongside white supremacists at a white supremacist conference. No, fuck you. You're a white supremacist, Darren Beatty. <laughs> fuck you. You and Stephen Miller hanging out and doing all your fun Nazi shit. Go ahead. I don't care. Uh, Nazi doesn't. Obviously, Stephen Miller's Jewish. Whatever. Uh, I have yeah, a hyperbole to use the word Nazi. You get it. But I am sincere. That, that in particular, I texted it to you when Ben tweeted out the final word on that. And you were just like, meh. You were sort of it like. It is a meh. Eh. No, it is meh. Well, I think partly because I'm like, ah, no one will care, which is true. Nobody does care. So. Uh, yeah, I, maybe it's just that I'm so wrapped up in this world and I wanted to do an episode on, on like white supremacists who were in the White House for a while. So I have notes on Darren Beatty. Uh, yep. But maybe that's why this concerns me more than a whole lot of other people. But yeah, man, it's getting time for me almost to jump ship on Twitter. Like if more people go over to the Blue Sky platform, I'm fucking, because I need, my brain needs that sort of interaction that I get from Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, and none of the you other- You know what you could do? You could put shit on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Twitter, man. Come on. No, I know. Uh, I know. But I need it. But, but <laughs> Well, it is in the, in the way that it also doesn't currently work very well. <laughs> <laughs> also, God, the new changes. Fuck I you. actually don't mind the new changes. I am like okay with the new changes. I don't like them. Anyways, you know, people get my point. I'm sort of just rambling here because this has been you bothering are, yeah, me the last couple for a days. While. It's been bothering me the last couple of days, and I'm just really it's a, it's a tension inside myself that mm. I know I should ethically, morally leave Twitter. Uh, inside you, there are two walls. <laughs> Benedict, you're not looking at my rug right now, but there are. It's basically it, a T-shirt on a rug. Uh, <laughs> I should get one of those. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I really should leave Twitter, but my uh, my, my, my body won't let me. My but body at the moment, won't let me we still it. interact with people too much on Twitter, so we won't. Uh, fine. Anyways, better moving on a little bit on housekeeping. Remember to rate and review us on the iTunes. Uh, follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and at NYGBCBen. Updates, uh, two updates. One is that this episode is being recorded ahead of time again uh, because my parents are going to be up in Chicago this weekend and I'm going to be going up there to visit them and not coming back till Tuesday. Um, so we're recording the week ahead. Uh, so we don't have, you know, new uh, uh, inductees into the spooky world, new world, blah, and all that sort of stuff. We just recorded like a day or two ago. So, um, uh, you know, this happens. I, I've always said I don't like doing uh, a bunch of these Prager Roulette episodes, but honestly, me and Benedict have busy schedules, and sometimes it happens. So we also try to people seem to like them. We get more For downloads some on them. Reason, than, people, uh, I don't worry about downloads. Why do you obsess over downloads? I, honestly, because that tells me what the audience likes and what we should do more of. Sure, and it's man. never the things that you think we should do more of, you know which what? is why <laughs> that is true. Because <laughs> I will, I will admit, I have used the Lunatic Fringe series to basically highlight any random thing I've been. <laughs> interest in over the yeah. last uh, year or two, however long we've been doing it. Uh, but that does bring us to the next update, uh, which is that I am getting ready with the show uh, to do what I've been putting off 
for basically the last year uh, and start what I've called one of the inflection points in the Lunatic Fringe series, where we'll be looking at Charlottesville and Unite the Right in 2017. Um, and that's quite an undertaking. I honestly have no idea how many episodes that's going to be when it turns out, because there's so much to talk about everything that happened there and the before and the aftermath and everything. Um, but there's at least like three episodes probably there. And so I, I'm going to pivot the Lunatic Fringe series back to getting us into sort of the lead up of that, uh, mm. sort of talking about uh, the characters who maybe we've, we've missed so far, maybe haven't covered in the depth I need. You know, I want to make sure that we have a firm basis in all the people who were involved with organizing the event, you know, like, especially like Jason Kessler, uh, Chris Cantwell, the crying Nazi. Oh, and I really need an excuse to tell you about Matt Heimbach and the Night of the Wrong Wives. I really, <laughs> I really need an excuse to tell you about that. So there's definitely going to be an episode about the traditionalist worker party and him in particular and all that Cut. shit. So that's going to happen. And then we're going to finally get into Charlottesville, which has been a long time coming. And sort of just because I don't exactly know how to tackle the topic. And I've been trying to figure out how to do that because... Obviously, a person was murdered, and several others were injured, and a whole community was traumatized. So I want to treat it in a, in a way that it deserves to be treated, um, because it's important. It's an important moment in the history of the right in the United States, especially given the aftermath and what Trump did afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. Burp is staying in the episode. But also, <laughs> maybe I'll edit that one out. Depends yeah, on it was quite a nasty depends one. Depends on how gross it sounds one. when I yeah. get back in. But also because, you know, it's important to tell this story, um, not that it hasn't been told by other people far better than I'm probably going to be able to tell it, uh, but just because I, I always think that these, you know, that's sort of the point of the show. We look at the right um, and we try and, and give you, the listeners, a basic understanding of all this. And of course, uh, trying to support my overall thesis that the far right has become the, the median center of the Republican. Have you been convinced at all of that over the year or two uh. we've been doing this, of my theories of my theses? Uh, yeah, a little. A little. I mean, we can talk about it probably you. in another episode. I'm yeah, moving I mean, you along. I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad to hear that. I'm honestly, I don't think I've asked you that at all. No. I mean, yeah, I think let's let's talk about it on not today's episode. Okay. But I think Give me some time to consider it. But yeah, I think possibly. But anyways, Benedict, why don't we move along and get into, uh, I said we have no uh, spooky world, new world order, bleh, inductees. So uh, let's just say uh, all of you. All of you, you are now part of the our new world, spooky world order. That was better than one you did last week. That was yeah, it better. was. Yeah, you're it working was. on it. You're getting it better. Yeah, moving it back in the throat. Anyways, Benedict, on to this week's episode. We are, of course, doing a Prager roulette. And I mm -hmm. have, for our selections this week, sort of what I've called the crumbs. Uh, it's a bunch of stuff that I've either run across and haven't found a way to put into the show somehow, or it's stuff that I've had uh, sort of on the back burner for other episodes we've done, and I've just been like, gotcha. eh, this one doesn't really fit in. The, the croutons, if you will. <laughs> of the, of the... Honestly, it's more often been like, okay, if I had another video, Benedict's going to be really mad with how long this episode goes. That's so true. That's I gotta, often... I gotta and now we get a bonus out. episode because I get mad about how long the, video, the episodes are. So. so anyways, Benedict, we have five clips today. I've given five. you all of them. Okay. So, you know... Uh, you know what? I have them in random order, so I am going to still have you ask uh, for a number because you don't know yeah. what order I have them in in my tabs. So let's no. just go. Give me one through five. Which one will you have? Two. Number two, Benedict. All right. This is a PragerU video titled, Want a Revolution? Start a Business. 
Okay, yeah, that's how you do it. Ortiz. Yep. That's uh, that's that's definitely what Robespierre that's, would that's say. That's what a revolution is. Let's get right into it. it. I recently came across a book for grade schoolers titled Sylvia and Marcia Start a Revolution. Why? The moral of the story is this. Minority kids should pursue social activism, actually a revolution, to make America a better place. So he probably uh, came a terrible lesson for a book. Terrible, yeah. terrible lesson. He probably came across it because the full title of the book is Sylvia and Marcia Start a Revolution. Uh, the story of what? Hold on, it's loading. The story of trans women of color who made LGBTQ plus history. Oh, cool. That's okay. why, because it's anti-trans stuff. Because they're anti-trans bigots, and that's why they come yep. across this stuff. Of course. Classic. Okay. That's almost the conventional wisdom now, but it's completely backwards. Pause it. I know. You... I love that people talk about conventional wisdom as if they know anything about what the conventional wisdom is. Like they see two tweets and they're like, "This is conventional wisdom." Like it's. It, we talked about this last week, but it's ridiculous. Well, one thing. So, con I watched a video the other day um, by a YouTuber. What's the name of this YouTuber? I probably still have the tab open. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Who was it? Where is it? Um, ba -ba -ba. Uh, Dead Domain is the YouTuber. Um, uh, she's the trans woman who snuck into the uh, Spokane hate church uh, a couple mm. months ago, and that made some uh, rounds on social media. It was really, really incredible video. You should check that one out, too. Uh, but she also did two videos about Matt Walsh recently. Um, okay. And one of the things I think she highlighted or that stood out to me was that Matt um, has complete disdain for science and studies, mm -hmm. unless there's one he can twist, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but so much of his rebuttal, because that, that style, and we do this sometimes, like we're doing it right now in these PragerU videos, of the instant reaction is mm. based on needing a rebuttal to something that you're not prepared to rebut. So yep. the common wisdom response or the common sense, and Matt, for, for, for beyond just his instant reaction YouTube videos, like does that kind of shit in in uh, legislative hearings the few times he's fucking testified. There was that mm -hmm. one time he got horribly fucking ridiculed because he just showed up and was asked his qualifications and basically said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a human and I've read books. Basically. I'm the common man. I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But really, it, it is sort of like, you know, uh, the old saying about lawyers is when you have the law, pound the law. When you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Um, yep. It's sort of like that. Like just that. going all the way down to, well, it's common sense. That way yep. you don't have to provide any argument. You don't have to cite your sources. It is completely unfalsifiable. There's no way to rebut that. It works great for them. It's perfect. If you want to make America a better place for everyone, especially for minorities, forget social activism. Instead, start a business. Starting a Pause business it. is... Sorry, I, I know this is... Forget activism. Start a business. Well, that's one thing. But also, like, I, uh, it doesn't seem like a particularly reliable narrator when this man <laughs> is the CEO of the Job Creators Network. Like, yeah, okay. Like, all right. So start a, start a not business. You know yeah. what? That is the influencer grift, isn't it? That's yeah. absolutely the influencer grift. That is what everyone does. All these people who give like business advice on TikTok or Twitter, none of them are successful business people. No. They, they LARP as them, though. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the real revolutionary act that minorities no, can take to empower themselves and their communities. No, this video didn't Small business owners achieve something no social. You just got, yeah, we just got the donate <laughs> thing popped out at the same time. <laughs> Every video. For every 35 video. seconds in, yeah. pop up. Let's go. Activists 
revolutionary, or politician ever could. They create jobs, not only for themselves, but for millions of others. They so, uh, jobs, job creators. We all know how the mm -hmm. businesses are. Job creators, Benedict. Yeah, we all know how people love to uh, discriminate against against minorities when asking for business loans, for example, and how it's actually not that easy to start a business and requires a lot of support from often, uh, well, yeah. Yep, anyway. I had a report from the Small Business Administration pulled up uh, which shows that uh, minority-owned small, in, in addition to, there's a ton out there about how minority-owned small businesses suffered far more during the pandemic than white-owned small businesses, uh, which is fantastic, great. Uh, but also, yes, you are correct. They do have a much harder time getting credit. Their credit score on average is seven points lower than white-owned small businesses. Um, and yeah, it's much more difficult for them. Part of why the, we need a fucking revolution. Yeah. Maybe not a revolution. And you know, I, 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 I'm not someone who calls for a revolution, Benedict. I think maybe I mean it more symbolically. We need mm. drastic change. Yeah. I don't think there's ever going to be a violent revolution in the United States. I don't generally think that's going to Not happen. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Tankies in the mentions. <laughs> the United States is home to 33 million small businesses. These businesses generate two-thirds of all new jobs driving employment, innovation, and economic growth. You could say that small business owners are modern-day alchemists. No. But unlike alchemists, how are they not alchemists, Benedict? How are they not? They how are they, they not weird guys doing quasi science who wanted to make gold? How are they not like that? Well, I mean, I guess they are. They're turning uh, turning nothing into nothing. Alchemists <laughs> who tried to turn lead into gold. Small business owners really do make something from nothing. They create they value where it didn't exist before. No. Their workers Workers do. create Their value. Their workers create value. And that's not to say there are plenty of small business owners where it's literally, you know, probably just the One business person, owner yeah. who's doing most of the work, maybe with some family members' help. Uh, but, you know, yeah, this this myth of, of the owners creating value is yep. largely a myth. It is the workers, of course, who create value. And also, I mean, yeah, it comes to it comes to the question of like, what is value? Because like, if they're, how did they create value where it didn't exist? Before? Well, they did got they a, make something. They got did a they loan from Bank something? of America. Well, exactly. So they yeah. created value. Yeah. The economic impact of this alchemy reverberates throughout their communities. Trickle and down. Beyond. It's trickling down. So who are these small business owners? They are disproportionately minorities. In fact, relative to their population. Minorities start businesses more often than their white counterparts. That is true, based on statistics I looked up. They also fail far more often than their white counterparts. Do they proportionally fail far more often? As in, sorry, percentage-wise, do they yes, fail more often? They, they or have they... a higher percentage fail rate than their white-owned business counterparts. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it's related to things like their uh, inability to get credit and things like mm -hmm. that. You know, When they come across a hard point in the business, uh, they're less likely to be able to get credit to get them along and get them to the other side of the hump. They're less li it's less likely that their dad knows the bank manager yes. and they can put in a good <laughs> word for them. Definitely true. And many are succeeding. Take Carlton Guthrie, for example. Carlton and his brother are the owners of Detroit Chassis, a business that assembles frames for motorhomes and commercial trucks. Carlton grew the company from a small metal stamping shop into a major manufacturer. At present, it so earns over a $100 million dollars then, it, a year. Dickhead? What's that? It's not a small business then, is it? Not that small, is it? Also, <clears throat> 
Now, Carl, Carlton Guthrie, he is an African-American man, and it's great that he's been able to come up to this level and, and succeed on this level. Um, he got a B.A. in economics from Harvard University and mm. then an MBA from Harvard in 1978, and then joined Philadelphia National Bank as a credit analyst in 1974. Well, what's stopping everyone doing that, Kevin? I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And no, to be fair, like he did this in the 50s or in the 70s. Yeah. He was born in the 50s. He did this in the 70s. So he overcame some hurdles to get to the point where he is today. That's that's worth uh, celebrating. That definitely is the fact that he made it through what I'm sure was horrific racism back at the time, um, that he made it to this level. But, yeah, it's still he, – he, he didn't just – he isn't just some random guy who went and started a small business and now he's successful. He was pretty successful before he came in and actually yeah. got onto this business here. Yeah, he is year in revenue and employs roughly 160 workers, most of whom, like the Guthrie brothers, are black. We see the same trend with Hispanic entrepreneurs. The ratio between white and Hispanic household wealth declined from 8 to 1 in 2013 to 5 to 1 in 2019 as Hispanics became more entrepreneurial. Carlos, is it is that why? Or? So here's a sad story to tell you about this. It's mm. difficult to actually quantify um, levels of small business ownerships among uh, you know minority groups in particular. Mm -hmm. And in our Hispanic community, a large part of that is because many of them are undocumented, obviously. Yeah. Um, and the other part of it, and thus don't incorporate a small business. The uh, yeah, so many of them don't. The other part of it is that many of them are victims of things like Amway, uh, who they they believe they're starting a small business because that's how Amway pitches itself when it's a fucking pyramid scheme. Um, mm. And so uh, they end up uh, uh, getting really just thousands of more dollars into debt buying Amway bullshit. Um, and calling that a small business. And in some cases, that get, gets counted by people, you know, because basically some of these surveys are based on things like asking, are you the owner of a small business? Um, you know, sometimes it's by going through Secretary of State records um, and looking for people who self-identify as a minority, which isn't all people in all cases. Um, so, yeah. It's it's good that, by the way, I could just Google that way because I don't really know what it is. Um, and it's good that one of the FAQs is, is Amway a scam? Yeah. No, Amway is not a scam. <laughs> <laughs> this is on their website. It says, no, Amway is not a scam. Yes, yes, it is a scam, Benedict. I'll tell you, Amway is indeed a scam. It's the same thing as every multi-level marketing. It's all Amway is. It's just multi-level marketing. Uh, there's actually a cult connected to Amway, or what people oh, call a fun. cult. We might have to talk about that someday because it's super interesting uh, Mooncat did a video about it, I think. So if you want to see that, go check it out over on YouTube. Carlos Gazatua, the Cuban-American owner of Sergio's Restaurant in Miami, understands the importance of minority entrepreneurship. He calls the minorities to show their success. He wants the younger generation to know that business success is possible. So, like, none of this stuff is inherently bad that they're talking about. The no. fact that minorities can succeed in the current structures we have in society uh, and that other people are out there pushing for them to show their success and to help them yeah. get success. None it's of fine. that. I'm okay the with fact that. that the premise of this video is don't push for any sort of systemic change. Yeah. Just go start a business, you know, with all that family money you have. Go yeah. do that. That's, which obviously coming from people like Prager you is the general idea. That's the, what makes this video toxic. 
That's yeah. what makes it weird and gross. So the video does. There's nothing really more of note to add from that video. We don't need any okay. more from there. We'll be closing out of it. Which leaves us four more videos, Benedict. Which one will you have? Number four. Number four. Okay, this is something I'm very excited for. Okay. So you probably heard about this already, Benedict. But are you aware that Jordan Peterson is starting an online university? No. Of the highest quality. No. Well, you're about to learn about it. Cool. That's what we're doing with Peterson Academy. We thought, what if we could make getting a degree 95% less expensive? We, we thought, what if we could make getting a degree 100% more useless? And, <laughs> and still charge 5% of the cost. Now, now, what if you tell me, if you were to tell me that you think my university is worthless, I would ask you, what do you mean by my and university? <laughs> And is I and like that. Um, I like I like that in the background of this, they just have a gold version there's of a, that white greyhound yes, that Joey has in Friends. Greyhound statue. <laughs> <laughs> also, for people who don't know, the reason why I always go to this stupid thing of Jordan Peterson trying to define every word is because he's literally done that in interviews where he had nothing good to say, and yeah, he thought it he's sounded deep. An argument, yeah. He's like, "What do you mean by God?" He thinks it sounds deep and introspective yeah. or something. What a dumb yeah, when in fact he's just postmodern. Yeah, because yeah. that's a pretty funny target. It's like we're going to undercut you by ninety-five percent. And they're going to undercut universities, Benedict. Okay, they think also, they're going to be competing with universities. Yeah, they're going to be competing competing with the University of Austin or whatever it was. Um, uh, I think that is it. I think it's University of Austin. Which, by the way, I haven't checked on in a while. I checked on them like six were, months ago. I think ago. they were like raffling off some of their furniture recently. <laughs> so I don't think it's going well. Um let me see. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta look it up right now. Uh, well, while, while you do, like, I would just like to note the the very deep strings that are playing in the background of this clip, which is just going yeah, which is weird because this is like a clip. <laughs> it's like a clip cut from uh, from his a much channel. longer, yeah, yeah, a much like an hour and something long video. They just cut this from it. To put out there on its own, which makes me think this was not planned at all, or at least in some part not planned, maybe. Uh, definitely not thought out. But so I'm looking at the University of Austin, which is the one we were talking about, and like their website, news and updates, fall 2024 undergraduate program. Here Kay. we go. Let's see. I click the learn more button. Um, uh, at UATX, we fearlessly pursue truth. Our rigorous curriculum champions civil discourse and intellectual risk-taking. So overall, liberal studies BA appears to be the only degree they're offering. No word on whether it's accredited or not. Uh, but here, let's see, undergraduate room, immersed students, environment, community, blah, blah, blah. Join the wait list. Join oh, it's a wait, the list. wait list. Okay. So they're liberal It would be pretty studies. funny if there's no actual list. There's just a wait list. <laughs> Liberal Studies BA, here's what it says. Years one to two intellectual foundations. What is this? This doesn't even appear to be a degree program. It's a fellowship program. Because mm -hmm. years three to four are junior fellowship. What is this? This okay. isn't making for good audio. We're going to have to look Kevin, into this gonna, because yeah. I, I am very interested to see what's going on there. But back to Jordan Peterson.
offer a better quality experience along the way. Why wouldn't it be good to provide everybody, at least in principle, yeah, with course, access to the best lectures? That. You know, you might think, why should you be generally educated? Because otherwise you're going to be a useless, resentful, bitter, pointless, counterproductive lump. And that's not course, a it. good strategy. I want so to be all those things. Counterproductive lump. I, that, I want to be all those things. I, is, it is a good strategy. Um, also, I liked the picture of them teaching was just them in a white room, like it's like an asylum. <laughs> and then also they had a TV up with just a picture of like a blue-footed booby for I some mean, reason. Either they took that footage from somewhere else or <laughs> they actually went and like had all these people go to a place to record stock footage, which would be strange. It would be very weird, but... This, there's no way there's going to be any... This is... So I mentioned, like, this is an online grifter move. This is what all the online yeah. grifters yeah, are yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, Learn how I... Yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah. Peterson di is doing this. Uh, uh, Andrew Tate had his yep. uh, Hustlers University. Yeah, right? Exactly. There's all, all the grifters eventually, when they flame out, end up going to, I'll teach you how to do what I do, which is vaguely defined and not very well thought out at all. Yep. It's very weird. So I'm on the webpage for petersonacademy.com which is what this is. It says, launching November 2023. And Famously, when the school year starts. Sign up to be notified of the launches on there. But there is one link on the page that is... There's nothing on the page. It's just random images and, and whatnot. There's one thing on the page that is interesting. And it says, interested in lecturing? Apply here. It is the instructor application for oh, Peterson fun. Academy. And it says... At Peterson Academy, we are always on Can the lookout. Can you stop doing the voice? It's really <laughs> annoying me. Like, genuinely. For passionate and competent lecturers to join our team. We believe that the quality of our courses is dependent on the expertise and enthusiasm of our instructors. If you have a passion for teaching and are an expert in your field, we would love to hear from you. To apply for a teaching position, fill out the form, blah, 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 you get it. But if you scroll down through the form, Benedict, uh, you will find that it asks for name, email, education... Mm -hmm. degree department school is what it wants there mm -hmm. and it has examples filling in on these these boxes e.g phd biology university of toronto 2008 okay if you can't figure that out you don't deserve to teach a class at anything but that's not the one interesting university. bit that's not the one that's interesting if you go down a little bit it has relevant non-academic experience role duration and as the example there it says e.g Podcaster, 2018 ah, present. <laughs> yep, I will be applying. I was about I will to say, be we applying. both need to apply to work yeah. at Peterson Academy. We need to do it. It'd be so great. So that's why you think. You think so that your stupid thoughts can die instead of you. If you get to the upper... What? What does that mean? <laughs> Kill your stupid thoughts. <laughs> Strangle your stupid thoughts. In their death. sleep. Put a pillow over their faces. Make sure they don't see the light of day ever again. <laughs> and Jordan will not be thinking very much in the future if that's the case. <laughs> Upper echelons of any hierarchy, you'll start encountering people who know a lot about almost everything. And so if you're stupid and you... Really? 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 Have no. you looked at Elon Musk, Jordan? Yeah. He knows no. very little about, about anything. About almost anything, yeah. <laughs> don't know anything about anything. They're just gonna look at you and listen to you for like two seconds and think, well, I don't know where this clunk came from, but you know, he's not come along for the ride. You need- This is what someone thinks when they spend their life surrounded by internet hype bros. Yeah. Who do have a very shallow way of thinking, but that's the way that maybe they do interact with other people. 
Also, you should never trust anyone that knows too much about anything. Don't. And I say that as someone who knows too much about a lot of things. You should never trust anyone, period. You End should never story. trust me, certainly. <laughs> need to be enculturated so that you can play with sophisticated Is people. Enculturated? Enculturated, yeah. That's okay. what he said. That was his well, word. Well, now, we've, now we've moved on to... I'm slightly ahead. We've moved on to a picture of Dostoevsky. So <laughs> yeah. Fun. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts. Let me play it. ...and productive game, but also so that you've informed yourself with the greatest ideas of history. So, so we get just... So Dostoevsky, Jean Piaget, Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, so far for me. No mention of them, but these are just people who are popped up on the it's, screen. It did that... In yes. the background, like it was yes, an old-timey, like... Old <laughs> Like it's a thing. So that whatever problem you're tackling, you're going to have tools to tackle it with. Once we get it well developed, you'll be able <laughs> Shockingly, to Shockingly, all old white dudes as well, you know, not for nothing. I don't know what... I think he was just saying those are deep thinkers he wants to be associated with. Yeah, I don't think you're going down in the history books next to... No! No! Somehow. He's going down next to Jack Posobiec in the history book. <laughs> That's where he's going to be. Take all these courses and then, you know, you... Just because of alphabetical, JP, you get it? That's going to be right next to each other. Yeah, yeah I guess so. It's also a, a quadrisyllabic last name, like Dostoevsky. So really, <laughs> what's the difference? You won't be a complete embarrassment to yourself. I You're a complete embarrassment to yourself despite all of this. How dare you talk over Michaela, Jordan's daughter-wife? First experience. The professor wasn't interesting. I was like, I'm pretty sure what they just uh, said wasn't true. Creatures. Like, got okay. a psychology professor tell me rats weren't social creatures because they lived in cages. Literally, that happened. I don't believe that? you. I don't Kayla. believe that's what a someone said. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think that's. Well, I think maybe they said that these rats aren't social because they live in cages. Because rats don't generally choose to live in cages. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> It's like, what? I'm not traveling 40 minutes to go to this class. And I think it's... So in response to that, they just have a Google search result from the RSPCA that says rats are social creatures. That's their response. I mean, Jordan which Peterson, is... psychologist, Google results for the RSPCA. <laughs> Good. It's cruel that people are told they have to go to university, they have to spend $100,000 to $200,000 to get a degree so they can get a job, otherwise they're screwed. It's just a scam, but it bothers me that people are being scammed to learn to not believe in themselves, assume that they can't fix their problems, and then... They're just showing... That's not what university teaches you. No, it's not. It's not. It's just showing footage of uh, students protesting Jordan, which is, is his real grievance. It's, why does nobody like me? hate yeah. their country basically it would be funny if we could blow apart the university system a little bit because it's broken you can't. Yeah. yeah i was Somebody gonna say it'd be funny that. but you can't it's not gonna you in particular like they're the, literally citing the u of u of t which is what we were talking yeah the university of austin people had a better chance than you and they have utterly failed and they will never be successful in that attempt yeah exactly of what it did to you like you were alienated out of your job basically you'll be damn fortunate why were you alienated out of your job jordan why why did that happen would it be the fact that you uh went out and vocally uh told everyone you wanted to harass students every day could that be yep. why maybe that's why students didn't want to be around you maybe that has something to do with it if we can provide you with a list of people who've graduated and if you had any sense you'll employ them preferentially because we did the rigorous screening work i know how to do the rigorous screening work because i studied that for like 25 years 
That's incredibly Trumpian, isn't it? I'm applying to this university. You'll be so glad if we can give you graduates from Peterson Academy. Because I'm applying I've studied to this university. I promise the screening you. work for 25 years. By which he means he taught intro to psychology for like 25 years. Yeah. A degree from our university will signify high-level conscientiousness and general... High-level consciousness, not high-level consciousness, high-level conscientiousness. Conscientiousness, yes. Yeah, exactly. not the same. Well, he's not interested Notably in consciousness race. No, that's, no. that's a communist plot, obviously. Very valuable for any employer with a clue. So I think we can just skip the accreditation yeah. process and go right to the employers. We are planning a soft... I... There are elements of this video that make me think the two of them are joking. Because cause stuff like that, that feels like an obvious joke, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels a little satire but I don't think it is. I, I don't think it is either, because I think he's serious about this. Or at least he's going to wait and see how many people he gets on his wait list to see if this is worth it to run the scam. But that really, I'm not sure. I'm 100% not sure. Because uh, a lot of this, like the strings in the not. background, what the fuck is going on? I, yeah, I have it's no weird. fucking clue. Soft launch in November, and we might be able to change the education system. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Up yours, woke moralists. Yeah. We'll see who cancels who. Exactly. That's sort of funny. That, that kind of funny. Oh, yeah, okay, that that's counts. quite funny. That's quite sure. self-referential and funny. I'm, I'm it, happy it with Jordan is, for that joke. It is funny, but the fact that Jordan was almost crying in the original video where he yeah. said that, and now he's trying to turn it into, oh, look at me, this is my catchphrase I'm now. I'm so funny, yeah. It's really every time he does it should be conjuring up memories for everyone of what that video was actually like. So that's the end of the video. Uh, Benedict, should we sign up? Should we sign up for Peterson uh, Academy? If I can create a fake email so that nobody finds who I am, <laughs> then maybe. anyone can create a fake email. It's not. No, that I know, hard. but I don't. I want to. I don't want to apply with my real name. I. So I see. think I will at least. Uh, I don't care about Join using the wait my list. real email. I'll, I'll put myself on the wait list just to see what emails they send out. They'll probably sell my email address. Yeah, yeah, make for sure. Money. You'll um, be getting gold, gold oh, subscription newsletters. Absolutely sure that's gonna happen. But I'll put myself on that wait list, and we'll see if uh, anything else pops up from it. We'll see what happens. Anyways, okay. Benedict, three videos left. Which one will you have? Uh, two. Number two. All right, Benedict. Possibly the most heinous one we're going to have today. This is the video titled, Let's Visit a California Mission. Uh, from the PragerU Kids section, from the Autos Tales uh, section of PragerU Kids in particular. Um, boy, do you know anything about the California missions? I feel like you would, given not your study of history. A little, but probably not enough to... Uh... You know about Unipero Sarah? Yes. Okay, so you know that basically it was a series of fascist internment camps that, that murdered a bunch of indigenous people in California. You, you know the basics of that, probably. In the American tradition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, see how they portray it. Probably not well. Not well. <laughs> Fucking... Look, I know it's a video for kids, but even that's a bad intro for a kid's thing. Yeah, and she's also pretending to eat, like, a sandwich Pretzels. Pretzels, yeah, pretzels she's got. Okay. She'll tell us in a minute. Mm. Hi! Welcome! Excuse me. Welcome to Otto's... 
I think she actually did chew on the pretzels because I hear like a crunch, I had a crunch on the microphone. Yeah. I think yeah, she yeah. didn't realize when you do that for filming, you're not supposed to actually eat them. Usually. Well, she had it in her mouth, so what else was <laughs> she supposed to do? Tale story time by Prager, you kids. I'm Jill, and you're early, but it's okay. Ah. By the way, I should say, I don't know if this is one of the videos that's been, like, approved for use in the right-wing states that are, are using PragerU now. I, this this is already a fever dream. There's ooh. a giant cat on the screen. <laughs> yep. I am so confused. Yep. I was trying to finish my snack before getting our story ready for today. Hey, Smidge. Listen, they're ready to start. The cat is Smidge. I don't know if that's, like, the name of one of Dennis's cats or if he has cats. But we all know Otto, right? We spend enough time with Prager that everyone yeah. should know Otto is his dog. Was his dog's name. Otto passed away not yeah, long ago, sadly. But yeah. Start the story, and I have all these pretzels. Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. Hey, Otto. Oh, Otto. Chips, huh? Smidge. Would you like some of these chips? Otto the dog is, by the way, it's a, it's a mascot costume of a bulldog, mm. and it's wearing a, a very ill-fitting PragerU t-shirt. Just a very poorly fitting PragerU t-shirt, I have to point out. I Yeah, did they, could they not get one for Smidge, or is like, they, I don't did, know did why they have to cover, have cover yeah. Otto's nipples? And like, what's the... <laughs> Here's the thing, the dog costume is anatomically correct. <laughs> Every time he stands up, you have to blur it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Smidge, these chips are the best in the whole world. Are you ready for him? This <laughs> is a snake in a can. This is one of those fun times. Yeah. Okay. Fun little trick, right? <laughs> I okay. Those I, two. I remember. Are you bothered by what's going on? Deeply, yes. And so I, like, weird. I, to the point that I like, I'm, do I feel sorry for this woman or is she about to be a fascist? <laughs> oh, like, she makes so the... much money doing this, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, okay. The, 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 okay. the right-wing billionaire money is unlimited. Come on, we all know that. But look, kids' content is weird, it, just in That's general. That's true, yeah. I've know. never watched any non- uh, Prager you kids content since I was a I child mean, myself to be fair yeah. so. when we were growing up like uh, uh, you know there was still some different and interesting like Ren and Stimpy was still on that was weird and interesting not necessarily uh, yeah I don't know I don't know how how kids oriented that was or whether it was more like for teens but very weird but kids content in general it's just weird you just gotta roll with it I remember when Otto played that trick on me time to read Let's visit a California mission. Ruff, ruff! Otto barked out the window as the mail truck arrived. Dennis looked up from his reading. I So it's gone now just to a, like a cartoon, like a, a, a stop motion cartoon or one of those like that. And yes, we do have a child Dennis Prager on screen. Yep. Who's here? But yep. who already has white hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. I wonder if my books are coming today. At the door, a small, fluffy white kitten was waiting for them, clutching a colorful postcard. You're not the mailman, Otto exclaimed. Smidge laughed. <laughs> no, but I bet my mail is more exciting. Dennis and Otto peered closer as the kitten proudly showed them what was in her paws. My cousin is visiting Hollywood, California, and she's having a blast. Smidge's eyes sparkled. Her favorite spots are Malibu Beach, Beverly Hills, and the Hollywood sign. I'm dying to see those famous sights. Wanna come with me? Sorry, Smidge. Dennis shook his head. 
I'm working on an important Bible commentary, and I have Shut more reading. Shut the fuck reading. up. I'm working on an <laughs> important, important Bible, Bible commentary. commentary. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> There's no such thing as an important Bible commentary. It's a 2,000-year-old book. <laughs> Everything interesting has, that, that has been said about the text has already been said and thought about. Also, nothing interesting that would come out of the mind of, A, the, uh, current modern Dennis Prager, yeah. or present-day Dennis Prager, for yeah, the record. Reading and writing to do. She pleaded to Otto. Will you come, pretty please? Okay, Smidge, but you have to promise to not get starstruck. Just because these places are famous doesn't mean they're that important. I I love that even in this kid's video about going to California, they have to like, like stop oh, idolizing Hollywood. Fucking celebrities, all those liberals. Promise. They're just like agreed. us. <laughs> Off to the airport. On the plane, Smidge finished a tiny bag of peanuts. Okay, small point. I did look it up, and you're not supposed to feed cats peanuts. They're supposed to be, they're apparently very bad for them because cats yeah, aren't able to right. digest peanuts. Yep. Why did I leave all my usual snacks in the checked luggage? I'm still now hungry. I'm Otto nudged her to look out the window. We're almost there. As they Why landed, is there a bus on the, the landing strip? Welcome to John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California. Orange County? Okay. If you fly southwest, you're going to go to John Wayne rather than LAX 90% of the time. <laughs> also, like, is it so bad? I think, isn't LAX like a famously horrible airport to get to? Famously, yes. And John, I mean, it's Orange County. It's it, it's <laughs> LA. It's, yeah, it's just like the one you end up going. I don't remember which airline is is based out of there, but you end up going to John Wayne a lot. We're supposed to be in Los Angeles! Smidge panicked. Otto checked their tickets. I think we got on the wrong plane. What you about can't our glamorous plane? Yeah, yeah, TSA would not be happy. Not since 9-11, baby. Let's go. Venture, what about Malibu? Smidge cried. We'll find our way, the bulldog assured her. At the baggage claim, their bags weren't there. Um, Smidge, Otto winced. I think our bags made it to L.A. without us. What are we going to do? Smidge paced. No. Okay, it is an hour and a half from Malibu to John Wayne Airport. It is an hour and a half. You're in L.A. You are still in L.A. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just looking that up. Yeah. <laughs> no bathing suit, no beach towels. The kitten barged outside. Wait, Smidge! Otto ran after her. She nearly collided with a large brown mule pulling a cart. Whoa, take her easy there, brayed the mule. Mr. Wayne, California tour guide at your service. So the, the mule is supposed to be John Wayne, apparently. But she can't do a John Wayne like I Neither can, can you. But my friends call me Duke. Where are you headed? Los Angeles. Smidge declared. My cousin told me about all the famous spots to visit. Duke's head tilted. Did your cousin tell Pause you it. about- Can we fast forward to a bit that's not this? I'm like- Okay, let me just get- I wanted this point for a reason. Let me get through this donkey bit, and then we'll, we'll move forward to where they get to the mission. Up the California missions? What's a mission? Otto asked. Duke cleared his throat. <clears> throat> the missions are famous. 
Spanish missionaries created these communities when they first arrived in California hundreds of years ago. They've shaped California's culture, the names of our cities, our food, and more. If these missions are such a big... So that's how they're setting up the missions, obviously. Gotcha. Is there just... Yeah, there are uh, people showing shaped, up. Spanish. Shaped our culture Shh. because we got rid of all the people that once lived here Shh, and imposed our own culture. We don't mention that part. We don't mention that part, Benedict. For people traveling... I skip, I'm, I'm skipping forward a little bit, right? So we're going to get uh, up to where they actually get to the men. They mentioned the, the uh, uh, Camino Real, uh, El Camino Real. Uh, yeah. which is with the name of the road that connected all the missions in California. Uh, and the now, Royal Road. Yeah, that's yeah, the name of it, yep. Explained. Smidge pointed ahead. I see one! Duke smiled as they passed the metal bell. All Okay. Do you know about the bells, Benedict? Uh, no. The presence of the bells at the missions is a highly contentious I issue in California, particularly for uh, the the relatives or descendants of native peoples in California. Okay. They're seen as a symbol of the oppression of the native people and what right. happened at the missions in California, which is why many of them have been removed over time. To great celebration by these communities who were very glad they were removed. Almost there. The wagon creaked to a stop in front of a tan building with a sign on it that read, Mission San Juan Capistrano, founded November 1st, 1776. Hey! This place was founded the same year as America's birthday! Otto exclaimed. The two friends leapt from the wagon and waved goodbye to Duke. Above the wooden doors at the entrance, a sleek, muscular cat was humming while cleaning the arch. Hola, travelers, he purred, oh, no. sliding down with ease. Welcome. My name is Juan Catistrano, grounds manager of this mission. I'm Smidge. The kitten beamed and smoothed down her fur. These cats are going to fuck at the end of the video. They are, you yeah. Aware. Post video. <laughs> oh, no. Post it's, video. They keep it in the video. They keep it. In oh, the, shit. Well, it's, okay. it's an Oppenheimer-esque scene is what I will say. <laughs> you have a fabulous name, Juan. Gracias. It comes from San Juan. Or... St. John of Capistrano, the saint they named. Dan, did you know the Spanish spoke Spanish? Did you know about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Machiavelli <laughs> called it Virtu. Named this mission after. Who's your friend? I'm Otto, the bulldog barked. Nice to meet you. Right this way, amigos. Juan invited them through the doors. This mission is known as the jewel of the missions, and you'll see why. So I've never been to San Juan Capistrano, but when you're a kid in California, a lot of high schools end up going to a mission just like as a field trip for California mm -hmm. history. Um, and I went to Catholic school. So we got basically the version of the missions that they're going to give us here in the prairie. Yeah, they're going to give hey, uh, We had to at okay. one point build like uh, missions out of sugar cubes. We had like a project where we had to build like on a piece of poster board a mission at sugar. Like, you know, you'd, like, like you'd make a castle. But we yep. made missions instead of castles. We had to do okay. that as a project. Yep, very weird. He led them into a building with a small chapel. Smidge eagerly followed their handsome and charming Pause guide. Pause it, just one second. She's reading from a book called Otto's Tales, which seems like Smidge Eurasia, because this is, <laughs> Smidge is the this main is character. This is Smidge's story here. Yeah, it absolutely exactly. is. Oh. 
So they have the interior view, a cartoon version of the interior view of the mission, which you could see, which all of them pretty much that I've seen, and I've been to several, um, have a giant gold-like thing behind the altar. That they presumably stole from people that once lived there. Yes, and then there is like this thing where uh, it's like a golden circle thing off to the side where the priest would go and read the Latin Mass. Is, is like where they would stand and read the Latin Mass because, mm-hmm. contrary to what they're going to tell you here, they didn't teach the Native people the Bible. They mandated that they go to Mass and listen to the Latin Mass because that's the way it was back then, right? They were all Latin Masses. Um, and they didn't actually allow these people to read the words of the Bible for themselves or understand them because that was what the Catholic Church did everywhere. And they brutally, you know, killed many of them. Welcome to Serra Chapel, Juan announced. Otto marveled at the beautiful religious artwork, but Smidge couldn't take her eyes off Juan. Father Junipero Serra founded this mission with the goal... Mass murderer, Junipero Serra. Mass murderer. ...of spreading Christianity to the Native Americans here, Juan explained, pointing to a figure on the golden artwork. Goal of spreading Christianity to the Native Americans. That's whether they liked it or not. Whether they liked it or not is the important part there. He and his fellow padres, or fathers, taught the natives about God, farming, building, and many other important skills for everyday life. Along with tuberculosis and smallpox and all of the other things that they brought. Benedict, all they're saying is that some of these people, they learned skills from this, that they were able mm-hmm. to go on later in life and benefit Wasn't from themselves. was basically Gutfeld's argument about the Holocaust, too? So. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Uh, so for those who don't know, um, uh, the uh, California... To be, look, just quickly, I'm on the uh, San Junipero, not the Junipero, I'm on the website for this uh, this mission, as, as we speak. Yep. Yeah. And even they are like, it is estimated that about 65,000 Native Americans lived in the coastal zone of California in 1770. And by 1830, only 17,000 remained. Yeah. A decline of 74%. Like, why is that? Because they massacred them. And, and yeah, so it and, was, well, I mean, disease and pushing them was, out as it, well. It was but, a combination. Yeah. Many people did die directly from being killed by the soldiers. So yeah. the way the California missions worked, it was not uh, an option. Native people had to live at the mission. They created a village surrounding the mission. That's how a lot of these towns got their start. Um, And they were forced to live there. And once you became baptized, you were not permitted to leave. Mm. If you left, you would be hunted down by the soldiers and either forcibly brought back or killed. That was what was done to these people. In addition to that, they were forced to eat Spanish diets rather than the Native American diets they had been eating before, which made them more susceptible to diseases. Because a change in diet like that yep. can do Couldn't that do to that you. To you. They yep. also, of course, because they were in contact with Spaniards and with soldiers, got exposed to many diseases that ended up killing a whole bunch of them, smallpox and all the rest. Um, mm. And so, yeah, the estimates are for each one of these missions, generally thousands of people died. Um, yep. For uh, San Diego de Alcala, for example, uh, that mission had a total of 6,638 baptisms recorded. So those were the people who were forced to live near the mission um, and work. Not, not just live and work. They were slaves. They were slaves. They were forced to work for the good of the mission. Um, uh, among those, 4,428 deaths. Mm-hmm. 77% of the, the, the neophytes, is what they were called after they were baptized, died. 
and 35% of the population total. That's just one of the missions. This was a genocide. It was a genocide, and it wasn't even yeah. implicit. It was explicit in many cases that if these people were not to be converted, then they would be killed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Prater, I mean, you much, as a happy spin much, for it. Mu well, much like American history as a whole. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's not be unfair. Yeah. Smidge fiddled with her whiskers. You're so smart. Before anyone noticed her blushing, she blurted out, I like farming and food. Can you tell me more about that? Juan smiled and took her by the arm. I Very Pepe Le Pew vibes for Very Juan. Pepe Le Pew vibes. Yeah. They are going to make sweet definitely what definitely what they're going for i have a whole storeroom full of fruits and vegetables grown here let me show you by who mm, snack uh something something we know who's really doing the planting yep S smidge purred what about the tour Otto called sadly watching the kitten skip away with her new friend he was left all alone Otto trudged out of the chapel and plopped onto the ground in a quiet courtyard. Whoosh! A flock of birds whisked through the air, startling Otto. A single bird peeled away from the group. Hi, I'm Senor this Sarah. Is I think I'm done with this. You think you're done this, with this? Yeah, this is. We're already over an hour, and I didn't need to spend any more time. All right. Let's visit. Look, a it's very close mission. to my heart as a native, uh, not a native California, but as someone who grew up in California, that form yeah. of native California. No, I understand. I just uh, there's not. It's not. It's too weird it's a video weird. for me it's to carry weird. on with. That leaves us better than with two videos left. I will yeah, spare I'm you. Not, we'll only do one of them. We'll I'm not do doing pro-life comedy, so well, uh, we're doing the other one. That brings us to our other video. And this, <laughs> I think people will know where this one is left over from. This is from our Steven Crowder video. Better Louder than chatter. That Steven Crowder thinks he is a musician. No, but it does not surprise me in the slightest. Nope. This has given me renewed energy. I'm excited to do this again. There's oh. a full playlist that I have seen. Music parodies. He has Dr. Trump, which is, I don't know what that is. There's Smells Like Two Spirit, which I don't know what that is. With Walk Like a Joe Biden instead of Walk Like an uh -huh. Egyptian. Okay, fair enough. She's So High, Nancy Pelosi. Fair enough. Creep, Biden parody. Okay, fine, sure. Uh, Crowd are going to give it, it to you. Ya. DMX parody, which I am interested in listening to. All right, let's do this one, and we might jump to that one uh, if we we are enthused enough to do it. So yeah. Just, okay. I, there's no warning I can give enough for this one. Just this it, is bad. It's just bad music, it's man. The Trump best of you. Yes. Got a confession. Oh God, that was worse than I expected. You know, okay, I do have to say it's a hard song to sing because it yeah. is yelling the entire song. Like, if yep. you watch Dave Grohl do it now, he has difficulty doing that song because his vocal cords have been so fucked over the years just yep. by the nature of the Foo Fighters' music. It's a tough song to do. Steven, I'm, I'm sure there's so much post-production added to make that sound yeah. good, but it's not terrible. It's not bad. No, it's that's fair enough. Okay, second line, second line, they're already into it. Yeah, you're fake you're news. Fake news. You're fake and then in case you'd forgotten what that refers to, it cuts to Trump going, you're fake news. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Well, Trump was also, I'm pretty sure Steven cannot play guitar. He looks like he's miming it. but Oh, I'm yeah, he's not playing. Fairly sure he can't. Certainly play. not in this video. He's and not then playing. a picture of Brian Stelter for, pops for up no on reason. screen. Yeah, I yeah. think it's because when Stelter was at CNN, he was covering, like, the right-wing extremism beat. Yeah, And yeah. they all fucking hated him so much. This is from, yep. like, three years ago, by the way. That's where okay. this is from. 2020 is when this video is from. Mm. That will become relevant in a moment. 
Yeah, that is the worst miming of playing guitar I've ever seen. That is so yeah. bad. Is this is this song directed at journalists? Uh, Trump is getting the best of you, or is it like the left? Yeah, okay. sort of. I mean, like they don't they don't bother characterizing anything. It's, it's just at the left. The left. It's all one thing. It's all the left. Sure. We know how they do it. Okay, but he lost. So that's fine. See, that's the Schadenfreude I love out of stuff like this. So confident. Yeah, like, ah, fuck you. This is like watching Dave Rubin be like, Trump's going to win. Paying and then a film did. team, paying a band, doing a parody cover of the Foo Fighters, all yeah. to be like, Trump's going to win. And then, ah, we all know how it turned out. That's some great Schadenfreude, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. It really is. So that was the, I mean, that's the point in the video. I was like, okay, that's all I really want to make sure you yeah. see because that's really great. But you did expect interest in. The I end. do. I do want to hear the. And, uh, and I have not uh, seen this video. I okay. have not watched this one, so we're going to see it both together. Hold on. First time. Which number? Oh yeah, Crowder. Crowder, go and give it to you. The DMX right. parody. Uh, we will jump right into it and see how it goes. Hey everybody, it's Kevin popping in here just to let you know uh, we had not listened to this one before we uh, went and played it, obviously. So there's just a quick content warning to let you know that there are transphobic slurs in this song. Because Steven's a piece of shit. Like, all you need to know. Let's make some oh, no. noise, A&M. Yeah. Do we think he's going to do blackface? Wait. I'm concerned he's doing blackface. Okay, first thing. I'm concerned he's going to use the racial slurs that are in the original song. That's one of my concerns. In which case, we can cut it out. Second, why did it start with Texas A&M? I... Why is Texas A&M like the first line? Uh, and why is there a picture of their football field? What? Okay, I don't know what's going on. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, don't get it twisted. I don't get it this twisted. late night game is ours, Mug Clubbers. Okay. Mug Clubbers. He yep. put Mug Clubbers yep. in there? He did. Mug Clubbers. A hard ER. Mug Clubbers. Go on. <laughs> Oh, he's not even saying fucking, it's so that's Monopoly. good. No, it's not Candyland. No Candyland. By the way, he censored this. This is not me censoring it. No, first. I know. I yeah. I know that you're not. Yeah. yeah. Listen, he might still say the racial slur, though. Was this after he got kicked off YouTube or after he left YouTube? I don't know, when but this is famously a video on this is a video on YouTube. So. What? What? What is going on? I don't know what's happening. Why is there all this Texas A&M football stuff going on in here? Somebody tell us why this video exists. Back with nonstop laughter that'll make you pee. Ain't hard writing jokes about it. With trannies and that for trigger motherfuckers wondering, damn, did he say it? So that. 
It's always about triggering. They yeah. always just want to trigger the lips. By the way, I'm sorry. I, I will go back in and post and add a content warning for the slurs that are used there. But yep. why, why is it always about triggering the libs? Why is there nothing more than that to them? Why is there nothing more important than that to these people? No, no, that's the whole, uh, whole modus operandi and reason for being. Also, I'm so. not triggered. <laughs> I'm fucking... This is so weird. That's yeah. all I'm experiencing. He's not doing blackface, to, be fair to, this... to be fair to him. <laughs> he has yet in this... In, we're 45 seconds in and he hasn't done yeah. blackface yet, which doesn't mean he won't. Damn right, and I'll say it again. Gotta have... Why was there anime on the side of the car? Because he's got a half-Asian lawyer, which is what he's about to say. I don't know. Oh my god, that is the next line. I'm, I'm not kidding. That is the next <laughs> line. Asian lawyer, so I got to win. Hey, tech is the enemy. Trying to change my mind. Try carefully. Watch out. Who you sending me? You mother clubbers never wanted nothing but your speech say. Send that on a light day. Now I'm back. Did he file a lawsuit against Texas A&M or... No, I these think social Texas media companies is... I think he's on the side of Texas A&M. I don't know. Like a comic free. I won't be the one ending up on my knees, bitch, please. Now the whole oh, he didn't send it sense a bitch that time. We all know uh, he doesn't think that uh, slurs towards he, women are actually... No, he, he censored it the first time. Did he? I didn't yeah. notice. Oh, wait. No more Was he trying? Oh, I think to... he was playing at AM. Okay, maybe. I gotta Google this now because I have to know. Steven Crowder. Uh, Texas AM 2019. Let's see what happened there. Conservative YouTuber hosts Halloween show at Texas AM. That's it. He was just hosting a show. Was this like his hype video for doing a, a fucking campus appearance? Is that, is that all this is? Yeah, that might be so. all this is. Gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. Crowder gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. First we gonna mock, then they gonna show. Aggie's gonna host one hell of a show. Crowder gonna give it. That's all it is. It's just because he was doing the improv. Doing someone protested it. Yeah. That's all it is. I yeah. honestly can't believe. Imagine that being the impetus to hire a filming crew yet again. Put together an entire parody song and put it on YouTube. Imagine all of that. Yep. That's insane to me. That is so insane. God. All right, Benedict. Well, um, have we been traumatized enough for the day? I got to go listen to uh, uh, the rest of, of this. You. I got to go yeah. listen to Best of You for about 25 times in a row just to get the rest out of my mind. We can do a quick tidbit of the rest of this if you want to do that. Give uh, that I do not page. want to do that. Well, no, I absolutely do not want to do that. You heard that. It is because of Benedict that you're not going to get some extra content. I tried. Sorry. I, I apologize. Next time. But anyways, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons. Right-wing cruelty isn't a bug, it's a feature. Dan L., Jamie Fritz, Teach Peace, Dr. Oh, God, you sent me a message on Twitter on how to pronounce this, and I'm still probably going to screw it up. And I, I, yeah, it's just going to be screwed up because there's no way I'm yep. going to get this right. Here I am going to try it, though. It is. Ahem. Dr. Milmin Iman Lanlim Swin Whamley. 
I hope that is correct this time. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Larry Nichols, Jacob Johnson, Danny Rosari, a wee woo thing, new buildings are a globalist conspiracy, Carrie Conrison, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Madeline, Madeline and Zachary Wilson Vetro, Stephen DeBow, Tori and the Gallant, Raptor Princess vs. the Shadow Wolves, Amy Kaiser, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S. I've never listened to your podcast any slower than 1.3x speed. Oh, Benedict, what art thou, bright spot? <laughs> What art thou, bright spot? Uh, I don't have one. It's oh, fine. too hot. Flack Weasel, Kieran Dactler. Join us next week when our guest will be Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Henry Louis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Paws, a restless native, a baby, wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saunier, Stefan, a thruple of mercantile dogs, Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, <coughs> Oh, this list is so long. Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, Taru Takanan, and Balls Waterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. Till next time. God, please. Please stop being a patron so I don't have to read that whole list. No, don't. <laughs> please stop. Goodbye. Goodbye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.